0: Let me begin with uh, introducing what I think is maybe one of the best sentences in all of English literature. It comes from our lovable character, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh, part of Hundred Acres Woods, often gets himself in a little bit of trouble. Uh, One story, Susie, I'm looking at Susie, she may know this story, he gets stuck in whose hole. He gets stuck in rabbit's hole. I think he goes in the rabbit's hole and he uh, asks for a little a smackerel of honey, but you know Pooh, He always eats a little bit more than just a smackerel, so he eats a lot of honey, and he gets stuck. He gets stuck in rabbit's hole, and everybody tries to pull. There's Christopher Robbins trying to pull and all the other animals of 100 acres wood, and they can't get him out. Uh rabbit does the best he can, and he hangs some towels on poor Pooh's feet there. Um, but Pooh, of course, is just stuck. And uh, he's, uh, And it's in his stuckness that he offers what I think uh, is one of the best lines of all English literature. He talks to his friend, Christopher Robbins, and he says, Christopher Robbins, will you please give me, here it is, a sustaining book, such as would help and comfort a wedged bear in great tightness. Now that is a great line. A sustaining book such as would help and comfort a wedged bear in great tightness. And there he is. There's there's Christopher Robbins reading a sustaining book such as would help and comfort a wedged bear. I start there because uh, it relates. This is not just an exploration of my opinion of the greatest sentence in in literature. uh, Because God's people, this will relate to our uh, message, uh, to the text, but begin with, The observation that God's people are in tight places, and by tight places I don't mean physically tight as poor poo. I mean uh, tight, uncomfortable, anxious, unsettled. uh, God's people uh, that Ezekiel addressed were in a tight place. They were... uh, They went to a valley full of bones. Those bones represented the nation's hope. The nation was in exile and the bones were very dry. There was no hope for the nation. They were in a tight place. That from our first lesson, from our second lesson, Mary and Martha were in a tight place, again, not physically tight, emotionally. They lost their brother, they were disappointed, they felt that Jesus could have been there, should have been there, uh, and was not there. So they were, like the people of God, in a tight place. You may be in a tight place now. Uh, I don't know how this um, isolation and uh, uh, pseudo-quarantine is impacting you, uh, some of you, I imagine we're all experiencing it differently. Some of us may be drastically impacted. Job security, a loss of wealth, a loss of health. Uh, some of us may not be impacted as significantly, significantly. For some of us, it may be an inconvenience and more of a, oh, I don't know. Uh, this may not be a particular tight place for you now, but I think all of us, Uh, can be, have been, will be sometime in the future in a tight place. And when you are in a tight place, what do you need? When God's people are in a tight place, they need a sustaining word. Not a sustaining sustaining book as Pooh asked for, but a sustaining word. Something for their help and comfort when they are wedged in great tightness. And so what I wanna look at is god's word through the prophet ezekiel to his people to the people in a tight place and i want to make three observations about god's word or the 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 sustaining word i want to look at the source of the sustaining word i want to look at the content of the sustaining word to help and comfort people in tight places and i want to look at the effectiveness of the sustaining word so Let's look at the source of the sustaining word for the people, for people in tight places. In other words, where does it come from? Who has, who writes the sustaining word for people in tight places? Is it A.A. Milne, the author of Winnie the Pooh? Uh, no. Here we have the author of the sustaining word. Prophesy over these bones and say to the Say to the dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And so the prophet does as he commanded. what what God says he conveys. He prophesied as he was commanded. God is the source of the sustaining word. And whether it's the prophets of the Old Testament or the preachers of the New Testament, they proclaim a message that is not their own. The sustaining word for the people of God does not come from other people comes from god Uh, one of my favorite um, bible scholars john stott writes that we preachers we are expositors we are not speculators robbie me peter we don't sit around thinking huh i wonder i wonder what god thinks feels no we we look at god's word and we we exposit We, we ask what has god said and how does what god say relate to today but we are not speculators we are expositors Um, I think that's helpful. I've noticed recently in feeling a little bit of the tightness, a little bit of a quarantine, a little bit of the isolation, I find myself uh, talking to other people, asking them, so how bad, how long, how much, how far will the stock market Fall. How long will we be in quarantine? If you're familiar with the phrase uh, "pooling our collective ignorance," I feel like I'm doing that a little bit. What do you think? How long are we going to be isolated? I don't know. How long do you think we're going? To, when do you think it's going to stop? I don't know. I have found that, in general, pooling our collective ignorance and anxiety really doesn't help. It's kind of nervous energy, but I end up just combining my concerns with your concerns and I come away more concerned. So one another are usually, when we need a source of sustaining word, a sustaining word, the source is usually not from one another, it's from God, he is a source of the sustaining word. The Prophets of yesterday and the preachers of today proclaim a message that is not their own. We're not pooling our collective speculation. We are asking what has God said and what does he say today? So now let's look at the content of the sustaining word for people in tight places. So the author is from God, what is the content of the message? Now let me tell you what the content is not. It is, oh well, let me, uh, sorry, I got ahead of myself in the slides. Here is the content of the word for people in tight places. Behold I will call on his breath to enter and you shall live. Uh, the content of God's word, is not earthly wisdom. It is not when life gives you lemons, let make lemonade. The content of the sustaining word for God's people in tight places is not this too will pass. Uh, The sustaining word is not tough times bring out the best in us. The sustaining word is not we'll be stronger for having lived through this. These these are all true things. And all things that I tell my kids and tell myself, and things that I think generally are true. This too will pass. Tough times bring out the best in us. See uh, the example of great harvest. Absolutely, these things are true, but that is not the word that sustains the people of God. The word that sustains the people of God is Resurrection, dry bones being put together and breath being breathed into things that were previously dead. Resurrection is the source of this, is the content of the sustaining word for people in tight places. The bones were very dry. There was no breath in them, but the bones came together and behold, they lived and they stood before me an exceedingly great army. This is a, uh, this is, I can't see myself, I hope you can see me. This is, uh, this is one of my books that sustains me when I am in a, a wedged bear in tight places. Uh, this is a copy of The Lord of the Rings. You can see it's well-loved, well-worn, And the Lord of the Rings, uh, the author, J.R.R. Tolkien, he gives one of the most beautiful descriptions of the resurrection. It's hard for us to envision what resurrection will look like, what it will feel like. Well, J.R.R. Tolkien does a great job, and he writes this. Samwise and Frodo fulfill their quest, but they do so at what they fear is the cost of their lives. The last act they achieve, what they were after, they lay down, pass out, but then Sam wakes up. He's been rescued. He's unaware. And this is what he says. Sam awoke. He found he was lying on a soft bed. Over him gently swayed a wide uh, tree. And through the young leaves, sunlight glimmered green as gold. He remembered that smell. Bless me, he he mused. How long have I been asleep? But then he woke up. Why, I've been in a dream, haven't I? I'm glad I awake. But then he sat up and he saw Frodo lying in, lying beside him. Uh, and his hand rested on top of his blankets. The third finger was missing. Then full memory flooded back and Sam cried aloud. It wasn't a dream. Then where are we? And a voice spoke behind him. You are in the keeping of the king and he awaits you. But that, Gandalf stood before him, robed in white. Well, Master Samwise, how do you feel? But Sam laid back and stared with open mouth for a moment, sat bewildered with great joy. He could not answer. At last, he gasped, Gandalf, I thought you were dead. But then I thought I was dead. Is everything sad going to come true? What's happened to the world? The shadow has departed, said Gandalf, And then Gandalf laughed and asked, how do you feel, Sam? How do you feel? Well, I don't know how to say. I feel, I feel he waved his arms. I feel like spring after winter, like sun on the leaves, like trumpets and harps and all the songs I've ever heard. That is a picture of resurrection, the hope that all the sad things will one day come untrue and we will wake and there will be no more tears, no more pandemic, no more sadness, no more loneliness, no more isolation. And it will feel like Winter after spring, the songs of all the tr- trumpets being joined together. Oh, shoot, I lost. Here are some great photos. Mm-hmm. They related, to, I got too distracted reading from Lord of the Rings. So there's the, they're climbing up Mount Mordor. Uh, and there's a picture of the great city where Frodo wakes. I thought we were, I was dead. Is everything sad going to come untrue? What's happened to the world? What happened to the world was. Well, resurrection happened to the world. when Everything sad comes untrue. So let me summarize. God is the source of the word that sustains. Uh, The resurrection is the content of the word that sustains. Good advice from good people is good. Nothing wrong with that. Watching the news is good. But good advice from good people will not sustain you in really tight places. Miraculous good news from God is the source of sustaining power for people in tight places. Let me now turn to the effectiveness of the sustaining word. A few weeks ago, a few months ago, Jennifer and I were in a, went to a funeral of a person who died very untimely. The preacher stood and he began his message to a, a family and he quoted this passage. Is there any word from the Lord? Is there any word of comfort, of hope from the Lord? He was quoting from Jeremiah 37, verse 17. Does God have anything to say? And the preacher said, yes. Yes, he does. God does have a word for you. And his word was this, that what Ezekiel could only imagine actually occurred. That Jesus Christ was not abandoned to Hades. His flesh did not see corruption. This Jesus God raised up. And of that we are all witnesses. The word from the Lord was that Jesus Christ rose from the grave. The word from the Lord was the hope of the resurrection, which began with Jesus and applies to all of us. Does sadness remain? Yes, absolutely. Do questions remain? Yes, absolutely. Does anger remain? Yes, absolutely. But does hope remain? Yes. The tighter, the more desperate our circumstances are, the more wedged we feel, the less we need good advice from one another. The the more we need supernatural news from God. What Ezekiel anticipated, that being resurrection, Jesus did it. He rose from the grave, and we who trust in him anticipated what was true for him will be true for us. We hope for it. So strengthen with hope. That is the sustaining word for people in great tightness when we are wedged the sustaining word that helps us persevere through tight places is a word of hope a miraculous word of hope from god the hope of resurrection and fortified with this hope we can listen to the words of psalm 37 whatever i i've encouraged us to make our little rallying cry for this season those words are don't worry trust god do good. Fortified with hope, let's listen to the psalm. Don't worry. Trust God. Do good.